è vero, ci sono cose più importanti di calciatori e di cantanti, ma dimmi cosa c'è di meglio di una continua sofferenza per arrivare alla vittoria e poi non rompermi i coglioni. Per me c'è solo Good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of the Fozzi Football Radio. My name is Christian Bodanzi-Tacchio. And this is Julian O'Clary. And it is Thursday, May the 6th. Thanks so much for joining us today on what is going to be the podcast of the season with so many great things happening to, happening to first enter... Scudetto champions, Auguri. Thank you, thank you. And to La Roma, Jose Mourinho is in. Bienvenuti. We will definitely be talking about that. Uh, so it's been a crazy week in football. Uh, champions League final is set. It's going to be an exciting one. My prediction came true. Giuliano called it. Europa yeah. League and Champions League. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's see if you're. Let's see if you're all the way comes true. Uh, we'll also be talking about Europa League. We're definitely going to be talking about Roma. If we had a discussion about this Thursday night last week, I'd be in a very different mood. But uh, I'm in a good mood now. Uh, you know what? Today was a good game. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the four halves in that because it was a game of four halves and there was one team clearly that won three of the four halves so we'll talk about that a little later but let's just jump right in here what do you think let's do it let's talk about Serie match day 34 which was the clinching the clinching match day for Inter so let's talk about Inter Winning the Scudetto after match day 34, clinching it against Crotone. Inter have now broken the Juve curse. Juve's nine consecutive Scudetti comes to an end, finalmente. And yeah, that's not crazy. Antonio Conte started the streak and he kills the streak. So. I want to ask you, obviously, first and foremost, I can imagine that you are ecstatic. I was celebrating. Yeah, of course. Celebrating like crazy. Chase Solo Inter was blaring in the house. (laughs) But this is something we saw at the start of the season. This Inter had to win the Scudetto, did they not? Yes. They They had to win. They did. Especially when you get knocked out of Champions League the way they did. This is all they had to focus on. So the question now I have for you is, does Antonio Conte stay? I hope so. There's rumors he's flirting with Juve. Which is surprising. Why would you want to go back? I don't know. He's a Juventino. I I mean, deep down, at the end of the day, he, he is. is. He is. Uh, but leaving... And then but, you got Steven Zhang. Yeah. Saying they need to take some uh, pay cuts. Yeah, that's... This is where... This is where Inter's going to struggle, right? Financially, they're hurting. They have to... Can they can they build on this? Can they repeat? It worries me a little bit, but the team is there. And let let's not kid ourselves. The rest of the city are struggling too. Yeah, for it's sure. It's not they just are. Inter. Yeah, Juve struggling to pay the players. Milan struggling. Napoli, Roma, everyone's struggling. Everybody's struggling. So it's not like I don't think the transfer market's going to be this big thing. 
if they can keep on to the majority of the players, not sell key players like Lukaku and Skriniar. Who is rumored to go to Barcelona? Which would be the strangest move, I think. But uh, if they don't give in to the $100 million plus dollar offer, but Barcelona can't offer that money anyway. So I think that's complete uh, tosh. I don't think he's going to go there. I think he's going to stay put. I don't think any money can afford anybody can afford Lukaku right now. Okay, so I got a question for you. So there are, yes, they are champions, but there are some deficiencies in this Inter squad. Do you stick with what you have, or do you try and improve those weaknesses? And I know there's a financial, there's a big financial problem at Inter, but the big one I want to talk about is do you. Do you finally move on from Samir Handanovic, or do you roll with him for another season? I was going to say, every position seems kind of solid. The only position I would get rid of, I mean, change up would be Handanovic. That's what I was thinking right away. I think the Scudetto, that's his curtain call. You got to raise a trophy. Beautiful. Same with Renakia. These guys have been with Inter through thick and thin for yeah. the longest time, and they deserve this more than any player uh, in Serie A, the two of them. So I think those two guys have to go on, maybe bring in younger guys, maybe uh, just a younger goalie in their late 20s, up and coming. And I think those are probably two positions you can update. But the rest of the team is is solid. I think it it continues being very competitive and very hard to beat next year. So, okay, I'm going to pick up on that. I'm going to pick up on that. There's one deficiency as an outsider that I noticed that Inter have. So Inter, yes, Lataro Martinez, Romelu Lukaku, big one-two punch. But after Romelu Lukaku, who do you have on the bench? Can you find a decent backup striker? That's or do gonna... you stick with Pinamonti? Well, I think I think he's going to look for something on the market for sure. I think Morata's going to try and get somebody. It's not going to be this big flashy player. Hopefully it's not Jekyll. Most likely oh, he's, he's out the go. door. Maybe, maybe it's Graziano Pelle. Maybe. Maybe a Giroud. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pieces, a lot of free agents. Inter's going to have to play it smart. I think you can't pick up an established star. You just got to pick up players to cover the depth so that they can make runs in the Champions League, make runs in the League Cup, stuff like that. I mean... It's amazing that Lukaku stayed healthy this entire season. Yeah. Almost played every game, but going down the line, yeah, if he gets injured, that could have been Inter season. For sure. So, so what do you, th- as an Inter fan, what should your focus be on next year? Should it be a repeat or should you work on an improvement in the Champions League? Got to win the league again. And minimum, you got to come out of the groups this time in the Champions League. So you're setting low standards for that. That's it. They're the not. Champions League. You just got to come out. They haven't come out of the Champions League in, I think, over 10 years, if I can even remember correctly. It's been a while. It's been a long time. So just getting out of the Champions League group stage, that's all I That's all I expect. Well, I don't yeah. expect them to make a big cup run. Just get out, be competitive, represent the Serie A good. They have to. They're the champions. They're holding the exactly. league flag. Hopefully they can represent it better than uh, another club has the, the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Nine um, years in a row. So that's my expectations for them. I mean, where do you see this team going? 
it's tough, especially with the financial problems. I think I think you're in another pro- – Antonio Conte is really good at getting you championships, and we'll talk about another coach that does that a little later. He's good at that, but when he leaves, he leaves a club in a mess. So if Antonio Conte yes, does well, leave – Not really. Allegri took over. He continued to win. Conte left. Saudi came in, won a Europa League, and the Tuchel's come in. Frank Lampard, they had success. So he doesn't leave it in much of a mess as one man does. I don't know. I beg to differ. I beg to differ because uh, there are some pieces there. Can they have another magical run? Can Matteo Darmian pull out another season that he had out of the hat? Can he do something like that? Ashley Young. Can Ashley Young put in another season? Because these are guys that are getting up there in age. They're going to start inevitably slowing down, especially at the age that they're at. Yeah, Darmian's 31. He's not the oldest guy in the books. Uh, so he has the legs still. Ashley Young, definitely question mark still. But he has the ability. That's the depth you need. He has the ability to come off the bench, play in a game against maybe a mid-table City A team, a lower City A table team, add a little bit of an attack and threat that the other wing backs don't uh, provide. And because he's not the greatest coming back. So he provides you different options off the bench. So, yes, maybe you look to replace them for some younger guys, but to be honest, I'm satisfied with this team. If this team can go for another year without changing pieces, I think I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's words of an Inter fan there. <laughs> they just can't do the mistake of 2010-2011. Yeah, they, they stuck with those players for way too long. Yeah, signed them to big contracts, but the difference is now we're in a different era when it comes to the money. I don't think players are going to be getting the big contracts that they used to get, and uh, I think Inter have learned from that mistake and they won't repeat that. Does this financial crisis worry you in that you'll be forced to sell another player? You'll be forced to sell someone like Lautaro Martinez. No, because no one will be able to afford him anyway. Yeah, that is true. They won't. The only, the only teams that can truly afford them are the Premier League teams. That's it. And so what if a Premier League team comes for them? Then, I mean, you take the money. And you then you have the a money, gap. You have a gap, but, yeah, you use that money. You can buy. You can get. You can, with that money that the Premier League teams may be willing to pay, you can get something on the market. Well said. Yeah. Well said. So, Inter. The best. Right now. The best. Right now. The you, best team in City. I think next season it'll be a lot tougher. To win it will be. Though. It but will be. This, and this is the thing I got to give credit in, for Inter for. This is the most competitive season we've seen in a long time where you see other clubs performing well, like an Atalanta, like a Lazio when they, were, when they go on a run, or AC Milan finally up there, Juve being Juve, right? Well, and City has been starving for that for years. I mean... So yes, this... Juve, won, Juve won nine years in a row. But who did they play against? Roma Napoli. <laughs> so we won't even put Inter there, eh? No, Inter wasn't competitive. Finally, Inter and Milan finally became competitive, and Serie A woke up again. It came alive again. Yeah. With uh, both Milan teams being competitive, being able to topple Juve, giving them competition. The league, the league is coming back, and it's not an Inter fan. As an Inter fan, you know, I don't want to see, you know, that's why 
I get on Juve. But it's nice to see that run being broken because you don't want to you don't want to see nine years, ten years. It makes the league yeah look so poor and it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. So it's good. Like you said, you had Atalanta competitive this year. Absolutely. Juve was Juve. Yeah, Milan went on that incredible run. Yeah. Inter being Inter, Inter being impossible to beat. Uh, and then you had Napoli. Napoli is showing signs of competitiveness and Roma going on that tear uh, three quarters of the season before it fell apart. So every team in the top seven showed bright signs. And it, it will be very interesting next season to see what happens, especially with the new coach coming in for Roma. I mean, does, does Juve stick with Pirlo now? Because they're going to feel like they're falling behind in that arms race in regards yeah. to the managerial setup. It'll be interesting, the managerial merry-go-round uh, that's going to occur, I think, uh, over the next few months before September. So with that being said, let's move on to the Juventini, okay? Juventini have now conceded that title to Inter. Is this season seen as a complete failure for Juve fans? For Juve fans, it has to be. I mean, maybe it doesn't hurt as much because it's nine years of success. It's like, whatever. City, uh, the value of City uh, to them maybe isn't as high. I feel like getting out of Champions League uh, hurt them a, a little bit more. Yeah. So that loss to Porto is l- worse than losing the yeah. Scudetto to Inter. And especially if Juve come back and win the Scudetto next year, it'll be like, whatever. You yeah. get, We had our nine years, you had your one, we're going to go on another five-year tear. Do you think that drives them to claim the title back now? I think so. That's the one thing you got to give uh, Juve credit. They are animals. They know how to win. They're like a pit bull. Once they latch on, they don't let go. And every team outside of Juventus have to capitalize when they're weak. And they've been weak this year with some very poor choices uh, coming from up top. And Inter just took full advantage of it. But now we're going to see it. Juve's going to put in the hard work. We're going to see the transfers they make. We're going to see what they do with the Ronaldo and Dybala sagas over here. Uh, it, it will be very interesting. But I think Juve, Juve, I think you'll definitely see a coaching change. I mean, Allegri, if he comes back. That's where he's going. It's going to be crazy. You're going to have, you're going to have Conte who set up the, the Juventino era and Allegri who kind of brought it to its peak. And... It'll be interesting to see those two battle against each other because I think there's a they have two massive egos, those two. And oh, I think they want to show who's who's the better of the yeah. two. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, what make it for then? What do you make of it for then? Let's go with your your other rivals here, AC Milan. What do make of this season? This season? Just, just hang on for dear life and qualify for Champions League. That's, That's successful. It. That's it. That's success. So here's I mean, they've been out of the picture, already said since 2016. They have been. They so. have been. So that being said, with all the changes being made, with people making moves, bringing in new managers already. You want to get names, to the big one? We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Is there pressure now on Milan to figure out what they're going to do with Pioli? Do you think? Oh, of course. Do you if, think if Pioli he's doesn't come back? If he doesn't make top four, he's gone. He's gone. Fair enough. Milan so, should be in top four with the yeah. run they put in. So, and the money they invested. They, I'm pretty sure they spent the most money in Serie A. Yeah. So can some they, other but team. can they afford a, a, to bring in a big-name manager like a Max Allegri? Can they bring him? 
because Max Allegri, like it or not, he's going to go to either Juve or AC. And it, it leans more towards Juve, obviously, because of the success he had there, right? Yeah, it is interesting because Milan, if you look at the coaching appointments they've taken over the last few years, it's always been former players or, you know, no disrespect to Pioli, but it's been, Pioli's been the one with the biggest pedigree. Yeah. They haven't had a big coach since, since is, has it been really since Ancelotti, since the big coach has been there? Well, Allegri was there. Allegri. Sorry, Allegri. So after Allegri? There's been a big coach. There's been Pipo Anzaghi. There's been, uh, I think, Clarence Sedorf, Gattuso. Yeah. Uh, Bonera, I think, maybe. I don't know. A few guys had runs. But the big-name coaches have not been coming in it, no. which is I find very strange. Yeah. Because uh, Milan has always been known to have good coaches. So I think that's what's separating them from, you know, cementing a place in the top four. They just don't want to spend the money on the coach like one team has. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's talk about another let's talk about another possible coaching change and no, I'm not talking about the big one yet cuz that's we're building up to that. I'm talking about what make you of Napoli situation. Cuz now what we're hearing in the media, what we're hearing in the news is yes, Gattuso's going, but we've known that for a long time. At first they're trying to convince him to stay, now they're looking at other appointments. The one name that is being constantly thrown out there is Luciano Spalletti. What can this is is this a good move? Yeah, that's a great that's a great sign. So going from Gattuso, great appointment for them to Luciano Spalletti. I think so. I mean, what do you think? You had experience with him at Roma. Well, so did you. I know, but what do you think? Well, we've always said Luciano Spalletti will always get you into the Champions League, but he'll never win the Scudetto. And who Roma's most successful years in recent time? Who did it come under? Came under Luciano Spalletti. Came under Luciano Spalletti. And Inter really didn't come out of first gear as a team until Spalletti came in. Yeah. He took after, I believe it was Pioli, if I'm not getting mistaken. He came after uh, Pioli. And he made them top three, top four contenders. Yeah. So if he comes into Napoli, I I believe he'll do that. But once again, there's going to be a lot of competition now. For that top four. Because now there's an arms race between yeah. all the, the top seven. Yeah. And they're all they're all gambling big to get into the top four. Big time. And if whoever misses out is going to take a big hit. Big time. So next year, this is all a hi- big hype up for next year. Next year is going to be insane. It's going to be City hasn't been this exciting in terms of coaching in such a long time. Because Premier League, they've been sucking all... All the all best the talent. Yeah. Yeah. They've been getting coaches, them all talent, everything from around the world. So now it's going to be a little different now. Yeah. We're getting some big names back. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we are. And uh, one team I want to talk about before we get to the main, before we get to the main event, if you will. Well, two teams that quickly I want to go over. So let the one team we always praise the one about smart business decisions, very good management is Atalanta. And they look like a team that's just gonna stay the course. Cause hey, they're second place. If they had they not faltered midway through the season, they might be up there, and this Scudetto race would not be over. They might they might have been up there, not too far behind Inter. And so for Atalanta, that's probably not gonna change much. What does that mean for them? It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be tough for them to hit top four next season. I yeah. believe 
Uh, they're going to lose some big players in Robin Gossens, for instance. Yeah. He's going to be poached, one of the best left midfielders, left wing backs in the league. Giampiero Gasparini is going to work his magic. He's shown he can take out players like Papu Gomez and bring in a guy like Malinovsky or, or Pessina. He can slot them in and they're seamless. But Atalanta, they make the best signings uh, in regards to paying the lowest fees but getting the most quality out. So it'll be interesting. They're going to be another wild card team. You're not, no, you're not going to know what to expect from them, I believe. What do you think about them? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's going to be tough. It's going to be yeah. tough for them. It's uh, It all depends on who leaves. It really does. Who's going to go and who who's possibly going to come in? Are they going to start panic buying now? I mean, Atalanta no. They can't they don't have the money too, right? They don't have the money to. They have a little bit of a purse now being in Champions League exactly. for the they do. last two seasons, they but do. uh yeah, what, what's Atalanta going to look like? Atalanta will never overspend for player. Never. No, but that's never. very smart. That's of very course. smart. I, I really credit them for that because then they don't run into these problems like Inter, Roma, Milan run into where they splash, splash, splash and get no real return out of it. <laughs> but, like uh, one club we're going to get to very soon. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we get to that club. Holy, okay. Who's I know. Next? I got to build up. The last, the last team in the top seven now, okay? Let's talk about Lazio. Let's talk about them. Because they're going to be down in the basement next year. They're going to struggle. Nothing's going to change. If they hang on to Simone Inzaghi, they have hope. But this team, is, like we said, is on the decline. Okay. Okay. Do they change the guard there? That's what I want to know. Maybe if Milan comes in for them, for Simone Inzaghi, maybe. But I feel like Juve has their coach in Allegri. Atalanta has Giampiero Gasparini. Inter has Conte. Milan is the only club really looking for a manager. It's Roma true. has their coach. We do. Napoli is looking at Spalletti. So maybe that's another destination, but I don't feel he would leave Lazio no, he to wouldn't. go to Napoli. So no. for me, Milan is really the only destination for Simone Inzaghi. Yeah. If it's not Milan, he might as well just stay at Lazio. Yeah. So let's talk about the big appointment now. The other big Roman team. It's time. So it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a week for Roma fans. We've uh, can smash two flashbacks. Yeah, we uh, of the Spalletti days. I think uh, <laughs> I I think uh, I think we hit rock bottom last week. It's amazing how fast we get we rebound. Let me tell you. Can we talk though quick about that match? Yeah, let's talk about. I've it. never in my life seen three guys go in the first half to injuries. Yeah. What the hell is going on in that Roma dressing room, the medical staff, the coaching? What the hell is going on that three players come off the field injured? I'd, and two of, the, two of them that came off didn't even look like they were hurt. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and your boy. Yeah, Spinazzola. Spinazzola and, and, uh, and your favorite goal in the world. Well, no, he's not my favorite goal in the world. Now, to the defense of Paulo Lopez, anybody can pop a shoulder. Making a save like that, popping a shoulder. Yeah, now, but he requires sur- surgery, and he's out for the season now. So he's legit hurt. Okay, and that was legit, off a save. But the reaction after he, he if anyone's watching the game, he starts rotating his shoulder, and then, oh, so, oh I'm good. Okay, but what the sub's the already done. What the hell was that? So about? I am going to – let's talk about that game now, okay? Quick, just I, quick. I'm going to come to the minutes. defense of them, okay? It wasn't, it wasn't that Manchester was just that much better. It wasn't because – 
people forget we went into the half up two to one. What happened was we were forced to make three substitutions to three key players in the first half and didn't have a chance to make another substitution for the rest of the game. So we got gassed, we got deflated, we brought in a cold goalie. And I don't care what any of you people say. You, For those of you that have never played goalkeeper before, goal coming off the bench cold in the middle of, a, even if it's a first half or a second half in soccer, is... One of the toughest things because you do not get a chance to warm up. You just get thrown into the game like a player does. Yeah, and I agree. Merante's been excellent all season, he has actually. Been. He's been excellent. That he one game, been. unfortunately, that's when he had the most eyes on him. Yeah. And it was his worst performance all season. Yeah. But, but at the same been, he's time, he's been solid. He has all been. Season. He's been a solid backup, and I commend him for that. But didn't it wasn't like he had any support No, from the back three. Chris Smalling out oh to lunch. There was there was out one there was one play. My goodness, I think it was uh, Rashford running. Yeah, he dropped the shoulder to run left. Starts running into the middle, and Smalling's still looking over his shoulder to the words the flag, thinking Rashford's running there. I think it was Rashford or Cavani. Yeah. He's looking over to that flag, and the player's gone towards the center, and he's completely beaten. And Smalling doesn't even know where he is. Yeah, he's he's looking at in a space where no one is. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. The the lack of awareness in a in a veteran setter back over thirty years old. Yeah. This guy's been at Man U for a long time. He's played against big opponents and that's the the quality of defending that's being brought in. I yeah. that was a, a little snapshot of that's Roma's arguably their best defender. Like what the hell? I know. What it's, is that? Uh strange. Strange. It just it's Chris Smalling. He was Chris Smalling. He wasn't Smaldini. He was no. Chris Smalling that game. It was just that half, that second half was atrocious. It was the worst 45 minutes Roma have ever played as a team. And in all fairness, the bullshit penalty. Yeah. That was That wasn't a penalty. penalty. That was the icing on the cake right there. Yeah. You know, Cavani missed and then fell. So he missed the opportunity to score and then they still award him a penalty. The, the play's done already. From like, a, from a, was it Smalling or Smalling follow-through. But it was the follow-through. But he barely touched him, too. Yeah. That was a thing. It was a joke. So only the referee in that game thought yeah. it was a penalty. Yeah. It was a, it was a complete joke. And you can hear all the, all the Manchester United fans all, you know, just chirping away, chirping away. Like, who are these guys? And that, you know, that's the sad part. That, that was the part that pissed me off the most is that people this is when city is under a microscope for once and that's what you have to show i know inter choke juve choked roma shit the bed yeah uh it's pathetic it it is pathetic and city is not that manchester united are not on a whole other level they really aren't they just had luck on their side in that Fonseca was forced to make three substitutions yeah. early in the game. Uh, Fonseca, unfortunately, didn't change his tactics. I would have personally. I would have sat the whole team back and played San Marino tactics for the rest of the game. Um, and and from there, like... And the, the, this, the sad part about that game, Jules, is that the game today where Roma won 3-2 to two and actually gave Manchester United a bit of a scare doesn't mean anything. Because everyone's like, oh, Manchester was already through, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's a joke. No, today Roma smashed them. Roma owned them in this game. Yeah. Yes, the scoreline was 3-2, but Roma owned them. 
Cavani scored right away in the second half, and then Roma started going off. And Roma won three of those four halves. It was that one half that totally cost him. If Roma held Pat for that second half in the first game, we'd be talking about a Roma-Villarreal final right now. We would be. It's true. We would be. But it's Roma. It's Roma. That's what... That's what the Roma fans always get. We get we get the opportunity once in a blue moon to the semifinals or some big game, and then when we show up, they get all scared. We shit the bed, yeah. and uh, but that let's segue it now into yeah. I think that plays that plays a huge part into all the news that happened for Roma and that Jose Mourinho. Yes, he is back in Serie A, and he is Inter legend. Inter, yeah, Roma wants some of that the inter. Coach, the coach of Intermagic. the second grande Inter. <laughs> so um, a lot of people have been asking, what do you think of this move? What do you think of this move? Initially, I wasn't happy about it. I have, I'm, more, I'm more on a positive side about it now. And now he got hit by Mourinho's arrow, <laughs> Cupid's arrow. This is what Mourinho does to... Listen... I'm just going to give my opinion quick. Go ahead first. Okay. Mourinho hasn't been the same match manager since Real Madrid. He's been absolute trash. And he's he's what he's now is the best manager at getting $30 million payouts and getting fired within two years. He beats any manager in that. He knows how to sell himself. He gets the fans excited. He got them excited on his second coming of Chelsea. Yes, he did win the Premier League, I believe. He did. He... Uh, did it when he went to Man U. The fans all got excited. Mourinho's here. Mourinho's here. Look at the turmoil. The man left. Destroyed them. Did win some trophies, though. I think Europa League and the League Cup. Yep. So it was successful, but not worth the money they paid for him. No. Yep. Uh, and then uh, off to Tottenham. Walked away with nothing. Completely destroyed the players. Now you got a 29-year-old former player. His name's not coming to my mind right now. I suffered a serious head fracture while playing at Hall City. I had to walk away. Now he's a manager, and the Spurs are playing amazing. Mourinho, for me, to Roma, all the Roma fans are getting suckered in into the Mourinho. I don't know what you want to call it. The Mourinho magic. He gets you all excited. All oh, the trophies. He's bringing all this. He, he makes you feel special when he comes to the club. But at the end of the day, it's all disappointment. Uh, that's saying that's saying a lot from an Inter fan, considering what that man gave you. Doesn't matter. He walked away when Inter needed him the most. He did. He did. So let's talk about this now. Let's talk about this. So initially, very upset about this because for sure this means Paulo Fonseca's gone. And I'm gonna and for those of you that haven't heard, that's another thing. Fonseca did such a good job. That's right. That you're bored thought Roma all of a sudden was a top four team and they go drop money on Mourinho. That's the problem. That's the problem. Pazza Roma. That's the well, Roma is a little pazza. But that that's the problem right there. The problem is Roma are now where they were where everybody thought they'd be in seventh place. We had atrocious injuries. We never had a healthy squad throughout the whole season. And Fonseca for three quarters of the season had us in the top four. Had us dreaming put us on a Europa League run. So in my mind, he kind of fooled the freakins in thinking, hey, we actually got a contender here. We are ex- we should expect more. And then 
injuries catch up and then everything goes back to what it's supposed to be and Roma get into this huge rut and the Friedkins are pissed off because they think no we need to be top four we need to be we need to be in the Europa League final and Fonseca essentially loses his job I think Paulo Fonseca is a fantastic manager I think he did a fantastic job with the cards he was dealt with people forget that this man managed this Roma team at the start of the season without a sporting director so didn't have anybody to talk to about who to bring in. And then they finally bring somebody in, in Tiago Pinto, that he thinks going to work really well with Paulo Fonseca on this project in bringing up talent, developing the youth system, because that's something that Roma hasn't had in decades. I think the last great player to come through the Roma youth system is Daniela De Rossi. And yes, I know Lorenzo Pellegrini came from the Roma youth system, but, but he's not great yet. He's not great yet. He's not Daniela De Rossi, Francesco Totti level. Those are the last two big names that come out of the Roma youth system in my books. So Tiago Pinto is going to revolutionize that. That's what he did at Benfica. That's what he did at Benfica. And so you have a sporting director. So let me go back to the Freakins. You make some some very good moves in that, okay, we're going to build, we're going to build, we're going to build, we're going to get all the dead weight off the books, blah, blah, blah. Paulo Fonseca, we're not going to be able to spend much on the transfers. So you got to deal with all this dead weight. You got to deal with Federico Fazio. We can't get rid of him. You got to deal with Javier Pastore. We can't get rid of him. And he, they came in and he's working with all his deadweight, like Bruno Perez too. Rick Karsdorp, nobody wanted him. And he made them look good. He made them competitive. Added We're, value to this Yeah, team. exactly. And now you're bringing in Jose Mourinho who is a manager a lot like Antonio Conte, who's supposed to come and finish the product off. Jose Mourinho doesn't build squads. He just tweaks them to win. And well, so Roma... Case, case in point to that, Inter. Mancini built that squad. Yes. And then Mourinho came in, brought in you know, one or two players to add some the nice chair on the cake and exactly topped it off. Yes. And that's what... That's what Jose Mourinho does. This Roma is not a piece or two away from a Scudetto. They are not that far away. Like, they're they're more than that far away is what I want to say. And it's it's a bad move as a Roma fan. It's a bad move because the project now doesn't make sense. But then this is where the mixed feelings come in, okay? So Dan and Ryan Friedkin are willing to offer this guy 7 million euros a season for three years. Jesus. Tottenham's actually paying part of his salary for the first season. So they're willing to bring in this guy. So to me, it shows that the owners are going out there and saying, hey, we believe in this team and we want to win and we're willing to spend the money. Okay. So you have – this is the problem now. You have the – you have the manager to do it, but you don't have the players. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it, this is the stupidest managerial signing I've ever seen in my life. These freaking guys came in. Now they're trying to make a statement. All the Roma fans fell for it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Somewhere on the fence. All the Roma fans. Somewhere on the fence. Yeah. But the majority of the Roma fans fell for this. It's bullshit. Mourinho. He's not good long-term. Now you have a huge contract you're tied to with this guy. Yeah. 
for you three brought years. in, like you said, a sporting director to buy youth players, not to buy established superstars. No. When was the last time Roma bought an established superstar? A long time ago. I can't even remember the last time they bought one. Yeah, a long time ago. Okay, so Batistuta probably. Insane. That's so how the thing. Roma doesn't have the money to buy Mourinho profile players. They don't. So what? How is this? How is this going to work? I don't know. He's not going to magically recreate his Porto days. I'll tell you that much. No. So this not. only ends in... I don't know. This is why I don't understand how Roma fans can like the signing. It, this only ends in misery. It, it, there's no way this is good. Even if you win a Coppa Italia, whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-doo. You get into Champions League too. Whoop-de-doo. You get in for a year, it doesn't matter. They're going to be so... Because Roma's overstretching themselves. This is why a lot of the teams that were trying to get into the Super League are into the problems they are now. They overextended themselves and can't afford. And now Roma want to play with fire by hiring an yeah. uh, expensive manager that's going to put in demands. And already, we saw the articles, as soon as he was hired, there was transfer demands already listed. Yeah. Well, you got to think. To, and to... for players like Juan Mata and David yeah. De Gea. Yeah, I know. It's not good. Come on. That's not good. That's I know good. Inter has a few Man U rejects on their team that have been successful. And Roma have two with Mkhitaryan. And, and Smalling has been somewhat successful. But, like, yeah. come on. City A can't keep picking up rejects. No. And a Mourinho-type manager, he needs the best of the best. But let's look at the flip side of this. Yes. Okay, because, there, yes, there is a flip side. There is a flip side. And everything that I said, in my heart, I know, as a Roma fan, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he proves me wrong and he gives me something to be proud of. But let's look at the flip side of this. On the flip side, what was Roma's problem all season? Defensive deficiencies. Atrocious defensively. Atrocious. Jose Mourinho is a guy that will come in and park the bus now and play a counterattacking football. So we're going to see a totally different Roma now. So we're going to go from a beautifully attacking squad with no defense to a defensively organized squad with no attack. So it's going to be a big adjustment period. But the only thing I would say is he did that at Tottenham. Yeah. Sat back and they weren't successful at defending. They were terrible. I get that. But he's got good pieces to work with. You got Mirage Kambula, who's got a huge upside to him. You got Gianluca Mancini, another huge upside to him. And you got Ibanez. You got three massive pieces there. And that's the one thing I hope. I hope... He nurtures them and he uses them because something just tells me is he's going to bring Fazio back and that's going to be our center back for the for the season. That's going to be our star center back, which I really hope not. Um, it does mean probably mean that Alessandro Florenzi is coming back, so I'm kind of happy about that on that the flip side. That guy's a bust. No, he's that guy's not. A bust. No, he's not. He's not. You don't know what you're talking about. Trash uh, defender. Yeah, okay. When he's start, starting to... right side for Italy and Euro, you'll be cheering on What did he start as, a right winger? Yeah. He was terrible as a right winger, he so they dropped terrible. him down to right mid. Terrible as a right midfielder, so they dropped him into right back. No, terrible as a right back, so they shipped him out to PSG. No, that's not true at all. He's a fantastic he is player. Shiza. He is a fantastic player, and he is the original captain. I would welcome him with open arms back at Roma. <laughs> and I think he is going to fit into the Mourinho system. So that's a flip side. It. What's it going to mean for Nicolo Zaniolo? Who knows? Now you got a... I think Mourinho's a good example for a young player like him. He is. Who seems mis- 
guided. That's the thing. Mourinho brings a lot of professionalism, and there's a lot of eagles on this team. Roma's one of the worst squads for that. For which is weird because there should be no egos there. No, there's, I agree with you. There shouldn't be. So that's another flip side that Jose Mourinho is going to take care of. The other thing I want to talk about, why I would be okay with this move, is this is a good move for Serie A. I really do think so because now you're going to have Jose Mourinho versus Antonio Conte. Big Jose Mourinho there. versus Max Allegri. Jose like. There's going to be a, all these coaching battles, and Serie A is a league that suits Jose Mourinho because Tac- he's well tactical. To that, be honest, he, he, whatever he that over, means, he, he he's he over tacticized. See that I, I don't, don't even agree know if that's whatever a word. whatever tactical means these days. Listen, Premier League is tactical. You have Pep Guardiola, one of the most tactical coaches. Tuchel, who's in the final, they're both in the Champions League final. One of yeah. the most tactical coaches. Yeah. You have Jurgen Klopp, one of the most tactical. Brendan Rodgers, who is a apprentice of Mourinho. So you can't tell me the Premier League isn't tactical as well. No, I'm not saying the Premier League isn't the, tactical. The difference is, is Mourinho is past his sell-by date. All these coaches are are better than him, more in tune with modern-day football, probably have bigger budgets that they can work with to get the bigger players. Because at the end of the day, it does come down to money at the end of the day, for the most part, and how well you use it. And Mourinho didn't get that at the Spurs. He's definitely not going to get it at Roma. And I just, I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening for them. I mean, like you said, it brings a lot of excitement. It's good for the headlines. He's going to be... It brings expectations. It's going to bring expectations, but it's going to bring big heartache, a lot of anger when things don't start going. Like, he'll start, he'll probably start with a bang when four off the trot and then fall right off in the first season. The first season is always a struggle. The second season's good. Third season comes the blowout. And he's fired and gets his payout. And then he goes back on uh, punditry on TV until he signs for the next big club. He's running out of big clubs to go to. And Roma fell for his latest parlor trick. He's slowly running out of clubs. And Roma is just the latest sucker to get suckered into the Merino show that he does. That's what I feel. I mean, for you as a Roma fan, what would be success? Would it be a trophy after all these years? Is that worth all this just to have a, a, a Coppa Italia or what would mean success for Roma fan? Back in the Champions League. That's success. But at what cost? I wouldn't pay the Mourinho cost to get back in the Champions League. I thought I thought we were with Paulo Fonseca we were close. I thought with Paulo Fonseca if Paulo Fonseca stayed if Paulo Fonseca got a few more of his pieces into the squad and we had a healthy Nicolo Zaniolo back Dare I say it, I would say top four, possibly top three next year with Paulo Fonseca. And let's talk about it. A prodigy you have in your backroom staff, Tiago Pinta. Yeah. Pinto. Now completely hamstrung, like yeah. we already said. What politics does this bring yeah. behind the scenes? This is definitely a Friedkin hire. Yeah, right? this isn't a Tiago Pinto hire. Pinto hire at all. And he, he cannot be happy with no. this signing because the expectations that are going to be put on him to get unrealistic targets now. Yeah. It goes back to it, it goes back to the Monchi days. It really does go back to the Monchi days where this guy was brought in. You need to win now, and it turned into a disaster. I think we're going down that path again. No, it's, <laughs> so you think it's I, bad. So you think it's a bad signing. I said what I had to say about my mixed feelings. I, this is how what I see positive about it, and this is what I see negative about it. Obviously, the negatives outweigh the positives. So. 
Am you? I don't think you can say I'm sitting on the fence about it. I'm still not the happiest about it, but I've accepted it because what else am I going to do as a Roma fan? I have to accept yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I admire the Friedkins want to go out there and win. I just think they pulled the trigger on this way too early, way too early. And the thing, and that's the thing. Like we know the financial trouble that Roma are in. We know with fair play, and we're still recovering from the James Palata days. And we were in talks to get Maurizio Sarri for three and a half million, and then all of a sudden he decided to bring Jose Mourinho in for seven. <laughs> like, that's why right. Sarri would have been, I think, a better signing. What I what have I said? Yeah. It's a lateral move, but it's better. For this project, so tell because, me, so Tommy, you said Champions League mean would mean success. Yes, but who is coming out of that top four? That's a tough thing. That's I don't who, know who is Roma going to be better than in the next two three years. Maybe Atalanta. Are they going to be better than Inter? I don't know. Are they going to be better than Atalanta? Maybe. Yes, better I think than, that's a team better than Juve. I hope so. <laughs> better. I hope so. Big but, time. Better than AC. I hope so. Well, I hope so. AC Milan's a mess. AC Milan's going to look very different next year. And yeah, with and Donnarumma. It's, and... it's not going to be a positive spin on it. It's going to be a very negative. It's going to be very negative. Be, yeah, there's some stories bubbling there. They're, yeah, they're on a knife's edge, Milan. They really, they really are. are. They really are. But, yeah, and that's the other thing I want to talk about. These players that he wants to bring in. It's it sends shivers down my spine. It's because I don't like it. I don't like it because you know, guess what? For for those of you that have followed City even a little bit, Henrik Mkhitaryan had a fantastic season this season. One of the one of the best attacking players yeah. in the league. In the league, and now because Jose Mourinho is coming in, he's gone because he doesn't like him. Because he doesn't like him. Chris Smalling, who we just splashed what seventeen million on, he's gone. <laughs> and you signed the guy that I think alienated him out of. Uh, well, I know Solskjaer yeah, kind of finished it, but I don't think Smalling was doing too good under Mourinho. No, so he's gone. And so who benefits out of this? Yeah, I, I don't player know. wise, I don't know. But Amayel apparently is gone. Yeah, well, it shocks <laughs> me. Guy's got 14 goals this season. Like I don't know. It shocks me. As a me. backup, too. As a backup, Eden Zeko we know is gone. Thank God. Uh, but the and this is the one thing that there there are rumors out there that Andrea Bellotti is the guy coming to Roma, and that scares me beyond belief. Because that's a guy that Jose Mourinho wants. That's scary. If Roma can land him. They do very well because I feel like Milan's going to be pushing for him. I feel like Inter could be pushing for Andrea Bellotti uh, in case they do lose one of their top two. I mean, if Juve lose either Ronaldo or Dybala, they do need a striker. There's Bellotti. Every team an can use an Andrea Bellotti right now. An unproven flop right now. Well, he's has he hasn't played any games in. Uh, He's on never the played international stage in regards to club football. Never played in the football. Champions League or Europa never. League. So but what's the point in going to Roma? But he has then? a good city at track record. What's the point in going to Roma then? Because you're not going to be in European football next year. You'll be in we're, Conference League football. No, no, we're throwing that. <laughs> we're throwing that. We're. That's the last thing I want to talk about, real quick, before we move on with yes. Roma. And the Conference League is not a good. Jose Mourinho doesn't want to focus on the Conference League. Just 
you Losers. better drop some points. Drop some, well, listen, Sassuolo's only, I think, what, two points behind us? So they're not too far off. Just drop another game or two so you can focus on Serie A. I think that's the only way Jose Mourinho can make a statement is when he only has Serie A to focus on. And Coppa Italia. Coppa, we'll see how far. I agree. And that's Conte had that Conte is the same He way. was able to hit, you know, tweak his team, bring in Eriks. And they, there was, like we explained many times, different chapters to this inter-team. Yeah. And that's one thing I left out. The cherry on the cake for Erickson to score the league-winning goal. I know. Isn't that something? I, I loved it. I was watching that game against Crotone, seeing Senzi. Senzi played great, but he tries to get too involved in the box, and it takes away from the forwards. I'm, I was yelling at my wife towards the TV. I'm like, bring on Erickson. Bring on Erickson. You need a guy to play deeper who will dictate the play, who takes shots from distance, and right away, boom. And I was like, that's it. I'm so out of every player that deserved that goal. He... Deserved yeah, it the most. What a season for him. Yeah. What a season for him. So, in a nutshell, we'll see what happens. Yes. I hope. Uh, Enjoy the highs <laughs> and lows. Yeah. Seriously. Jose, I hope you prove me wrong, man. I hope you prove me wrong. One thing we can agree on, it will be exciting, though. Oh, for sure it will be. I can't wait to see Antonio Conte, Jose Mourinho. You know how much our derby is going to more, it's going to yeah. mean for our derby? Yeah. Coaches are going to kill each other. That's the best part. Everyone's going to have. A target on uh, Roma now because he, he's yeah. abrasive. He is abrasive. He's also going to probably bring some viewers in. We're yeah, probably going to see some yeah. foreign viewers into City on now just to see what Jose's up to. They'll keep, yeah, they'll definitely keep one eye on him. People yeah. from, you know, fans of the Premier League so, and stuff. Marketing wise, it's a good move. I agree. I agree. It doesn't hurt. But seven million. Jesus. <laughs> Want to cover the games quick? Let's cover the games quick. Okay, let's talk about quickly Verona, Spezia, 1-1, big deal. Spezia, keep it yeah. alive. Uh, Inter, 2-0 win over Crotone. The game-defining. Game-defining. Win the Scudetto, and they knock uh, Crotone out of the league. All yeah. in one swoop of yeah. uh, that Ericsson finish. Yeah. Uh, and, they uh, play like champions. They play like champions. They were beautiful this game. No, they were. Now, next game... Milan desperately needing this win. Benevento, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Benevento, and yeah, I'm saying mighty. This team was a mid-table team. They are in the relegation zone now. Like, they're they're abysmal. They are abysmal, and it doesn't look like they're getting out. So, 2-0 to Milan there. Congratulations. Lazio. This was a crazy game. You know why? Because they were playing the man in the shades. Yeah. That's why. But Lazio we were, I think we mentioned this game. This fixture here, Genoa Lazio, there's a lot of goals for whatever reason between yeah. these these two defensive teams, uh, and this was another high scoring fixture, seven goals, and yeah. Lazio took a commanding lead, blew it, uh, kind of shot themselves in the foot, allowed Genoa to slowly come back, but really, I mean, Genoa left it too late, scoring two goals, uh, 80th and 81st minute, and Lazio did enough to hold on, but it was it was this was arguably one of the most exciting games of the weekend, I think. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to another exciting game: Bologna tying Fiorentina three three. Yes, I mean three goals apiece. Bonaventura scored another goal against Bologna. That's a sixth. Can I just say this player here? Unbelievable, Vignato. The passes he set up Palacio for those three goals, Palacio scoring a hat trick, were world class. Just picking oh, him out, right he's on in the his move stride. Somewhere. People, 
if you didn't see these uh, passes, these setups for Palacio and Manuel Vignato, look them up. They were just beautiful, breathtaking. And let's move on to the real season clinching game. Sassuolo and Atalanta tying 1-1. That gave into the Scudetto. But Sassuolo was a big draw for them. That's a big draw for them. It is a big point. Consigli doing his Conor McGregor impression yeah. after his penalty save. Yeah. yeah Sassuolo... And and they picked up a red. I mean, they held on for the last slowly closing in on Roma for that conference. Not to play with the red. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Roma is happy. Sassuolo picked up a point here. So you know what? I, I think I think conference league would actually be really good for a team like Sassuolo. So yeah, it'd, it'd be a good exposure for for them for sure. For sure. And talk about another coach who needs to go to big club. Deserbi will probably be on every top team's list. Yeah, absolutely. And he won't go to a super team. So. <laughs> All right, next game. I believe I called this one. Napoli, Cagliari, 1-1. Yes. Cagliari's still on that roll. Talk about leaving it to the end. Yeah, they are on fire. I think Semplici just confirmed his job for the next season. Cagliari are just on fire. Napoli, we expect them to falter somewhere. Yeah, missing a lot of chances. Not taking the bull by the horn. Might have the chance to proceed in the league they always just falter somehow oh yeah never focus for full 90 minutes napoli no next game juve so lucky in this game <laughs> another team leaving it the last so one. lucky in this game i thought udinese was gonna walk away with it but who's the man that showed up ronaldo fc ronaldo who else who else saved pirlo's up? job they're saying in the headlines yeah I mean, Pirlo's not going to have a job regardless. If Juve keep Pirlo into next season, I'll be shocked. I they're, honestly, asked, they're asking to be kicked out of top four. I honestly think the Jose Mourinho signing puts pressure on all the other clubs to get their shit together. Oh, it does, but it hurts Roma in that way at the it same does. time. It does, <laughs> but like a team like Juve, they cannot continue with the Pirlo project. They got to get serious again. Which, now that we've seen a full season of the Pirlo project, it... It does not make sense. No. Do you think there's any hope for Pirlo as a manager? No. No. You know, there's a lot of great players out there. They don't really turn into great coaches. Great players don't really turn into great coaches. How many players can you How many players can you say, or coaches can you say, were phenomenal players? I know. There's not much. I mean, like, I know Zidane, people say Zidane's the exception. Zidane's the exception. And I understand people will throw Pep Guardiola out there. I honestly think Pep Guardiola was a much is a much better manager than he was a player. He was a great player. I still think Pep Guardiola yeah, was a great player, but he wasn't. Yeah. I, he wasn't one of the world's best. He but, wasn't Zidane. But level. Pep, what makes Pep outstanding is that he is able to translate the way he played the game. Yeah, you know his entire career. He's he's translated that into his teams now that maybe, he's managing. Maybe, not a lot of managers can do that. Maybe Pep. Maybe Milan is going to call the no, bet he's not leaving against Manson. Roma. Never. And he's... Can you imagine Pep Guardiola in City? Oh, that'd be... It's coming. You know it's coming. That's the next destination. And it's going to be in somewhere in Milan because he played for Brescia, right? So... He's not leaving. He's he, not leaving Man City. He's not leaving now. But he's coming to Italy. There's no doubt about it. That's the It'd next stop. It'd be nice stop. to see one day. That is the next stop, hands down. So, Juve, good luck. Yeah. Udine, sorry, Udine DePaul. Yeah. Standing, you give away that stupid penalty on the I free know. kick. I couldn't believe it. What are you going to do? And then that, let's move on to the next game here. My my Nono Fons bothered me quite a bit about this game. Sampdoria winning 2 nothing over Roma. 
Roma having every chance in the world to do something and they didn't. I think they're losing on purpose here. It's okay. The Mourinho era will begin shortly. So, 2 nothing here. Sampdoria, big win for them. Big loss for Roma. I don't know how anyone cheers for Roma, man. <laughs> it's a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> but when, when, when we experience glory, it is incredible. Sure. <laughs> it is. Well, let's move on to the last game. Torino. Basically assuring themselves City A status. Still with the game in hand. They're out of the relegation zone. Where they belong. Parma have been assured City of B status. Yes. Officially gone. New ownership. We knew it was going to happen. Kraus saying they will be back. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see Parma. Parma, one of the established City A clubs. I mean, gave it a good run. Just never... Another team that struggled to play a full 90 minutes. Luigi Seppe, underwhelming. I was so disappointed with him this year. Yeah, he's uh, this is his worst season. Worst season. He's supposed to be one of the, the leaders in this team, too. And, I mean, the defense as well let them down. Uh, just the performances from the, the center backs, the wing backs, it just was not good. Not good. Not the strikers couldn't score. No one, everyone was at a sick in this team. Yeah. I couldn't believe how bad Parma were this year. One of the surprises of the season, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So that sums up match day 34. Let's run over real quick match day 35 for you. That's coming up this weekend. Um, so let's start with it. Spezia, Calcio playing Napoli. How do you see this game? Napoli have to win. If they want to get into that Champions League, have to, have to win. And Spezia too, another yeah. team that has to win. But Spezia has a bit of a cushion now. They do, but, I mean, there's still games to be played. They can run into trouble. Uh, but Napoli should have too much quality here. Yeah. Should take the win. Napoli just on the outside looking in. Currently in fifth place, two points behind Juve and, well, two points behind Atalanta, Juve, and Milan. And so anything can happen. And it's a big game because Milan and Juve are playing each other. So Let's talk about that game They got to keep the then. pressure on by winning. Let's talk about that game real quick then. Or do you want to yeah. leave it to the end? We'll leave it to the end. Okay, okay, no problem. So then let's go over Udinese-Bologna. About mid-table battle here. Nothing really to lose here for both squads. Yeah, this but, is enough. But uh, Udinese due for a win in my book, so I'm going to take Udinese here. Next game, Inter-Sampdoria. Meaningless game. Just a celebration party for yeah. Inter. So First game back at the San Siro. Yeah, it's just going to be a happy feel Go lucky team. I mean, maybe expects to see some bench warmers play. Uh, nothing to play for here. This game nope. means nothing. No, nope. doesn't mean anything. But Inter should win it. Fiorentina Lazio. So implications on both sides. Fiorentina. Fiorentina is not safe. No, they're not. Lazio still have a chance at the Scudetto. And remember, everybody. They at the are, Scudetto. Sorry, the Champions Scudetto. League. Champions League. I know you got Scudetto. Would, on would, your mind. Yeah, we're the best. <laughs> But remember, they have a game in hand. They win that game. They're tied on points with Napoli. Yeah. Who's Napoli's only two points behind Milan. So they're they're in this run. This is oh, a must down. win. Fiorentina, this is kind of a must not lose. It's it's good yeah. to draw. But if they lose, uh, you know, it just takes Benevento to have two good games and they're right back in relegation. The relegation's still tight, so yeah. Uh this will be a very edgy game. Lazio though. The way they played against Genoa, the free-scoring Chiro's back. We said he's very streaky. 
and he, He's he his... him and Correa were unbelievable that game, and I think that has to continue against Fiorentina. He's peaking at the right time. With he Euro is right around he the corner. Is. So thankfully that's working out in our favor. Next game, the man in the shades against Sassuolo. Sassuolo got a lot to play for here. Conference <laughs> league. Conference league. Conference uh, league. Genoa can't. Genoa can afford to lose this game. They kind of. I'm. They're. They're very close to assuring City A status. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Sassuolo are gonna win this game. Yeah, Sassuolo should edge it out, I believe, too. Verona, Torino here. Verona. Nothing to play for. Nothing to play nothing. for. Safe. Can't do anything. Can't really get any European spots. Uh. So I mean, what are they playing for? Torino playing for survival. Yes. On their side. So. And they've been playing really well. Yeah. So look out for Torino in this game. This game is big. Benevento Cagliari. This has huge. This is the relegation battle right here. This, this is, is going to be like a championship game. They're going to kill each other. Both teams know a draw is not enough. Somebody's got to come out a winner here. What do we see? The crazy thing is I feel if Cagliari lose this game. I feel like they're still not dead. But if Benevento lose this game, oh, they're I feel they're finished. They're, they're finished. They're uh, done. So that's the difference. I feel like Cagliari seems like they have more going for them right now. And I expect that to continue. Although Benevento did put in a good performance against Milan. They did create some chances. So maybe they're starting to turn things around. But they've been absolute rubbish. I think they're on, what is it, like 11-game losing streak? Yeah, you know, like pointless right run. It's been, uh, they've been horrendous. So... Cagliari, they're playing good. They're oh, playing yeah. good. So you think Cagliari in this game? Yeah, they don't lose. They can't lose yeah. this game. No, they can't. And they know that. Yeah. So Cagliari, look out for Cagliari in that game. Another meaningless game here. Parma hosting Atalanta. Basically just seeing out the calendar here. But Atalanta, uh, all to play for. It means something for Atalanta. Exactly. Yeah. So Atalanta. Champions League status. Exactly. They can't drop it. But maybe Parma, no pressure. Yeah, I'm sure they like to play upset, you know. So, but Atalanta should have the quality to beat them. Yeah. Speaking of games that mean nothing, Roma Crotone. Yeah. Game means nothing. If I mean, Roma dropped this game, they're definitely trying to get out of Conference League. Hands yeah, down. they probably will. Crotone, I feel are better than Roma. <laughs> I think Roma should be in that 20th spot. Yeah, get out of here. Crotone no should be in seventh, but no. uh, Crotone maybe they win a couple more penalties. Yeah. So, Crotone. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I can see Roma finishing eighth and out of the Conference League. Now, here comes the big game. This has huge implications here. Juve host, Juve is hosting Milan here. Yes, maybe Donnarumma's future team, Juve. Uh, what a joke that is. Still doesn't want to sign the contract. I know, what a joke. We'll see what happens. But uh, this game... Everything on the line. Tactical battles, what do you like here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't agree with Stefano Pioli's tactics. It's very one-dimensional. But then I hate Andrea Pirlo's tactics. They're so rubbish. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a tough one here. And both teams can't afford to tie. Someone has to win. I think Ronaldo just squeezes past, squeezes past Milan here. I think Ronaldo gets Juve over that hump. Yeah, I mean, I believe Zlatan's playing. This is the Zlatan versus Ronaldo. Yeah. You know how much of an ego Zlatan has. Oh, yeah. He wants to prove that he is the best. 
So I'm sure he wants to pop in a few more with this game. Uh, it'll be interesting. AC Milan, it seems like their counterattack, their passing combinations are coming together again. Hakan Kalanoglu scored a fantastic goal off a beautiful passing combination. Theo Hernandez again scored a yeah. guy who's been underwhelming, so he's been performing good again. Um, I mean, Juve didn't really show up to the Udine game until the last 10 minutes. And then Ronaldo turned it on. They won a penalty off of Ronaldo free kick. And then Ronaldo uh, got the goal around a minute later or a few minutes later. I mean, Juve's still not playing good. I feel like Milan is playing better. But Juve, we just... They have that X factor, which is Ronaldo. If Ronaldo shows up, you can always win. He's guaranteed almost a goal a game. So yeah. Milan are going to have to score. Uh, and Milan rely more on the team to score goals. It's not It's not so much relying on Zlatan anymore. Rebic, everyone everyone pitches in now again. So uh, it will be interesting. I mean, Kessie versus Bentancourt, Benyasser, Kalinoglu. You know, going against, uh, yeah, that whole midfield battle. It's going to be interesting to see who gives up what. Does Juve want to control the game? Does Milan want to control the game? Because they both thrive off the counterattack. Yep. But I feel like Pirlo, he's more married to playing a beautiful game. And I, I think it will come to bite him in the ass, this match. I think Milan, for them, it's do or die. I think, I think Milan are more hungry than Juve going into this game because they're tasting top four. Yeah. They were tasting the Scudetto halfway yeah. through the season. And I believe Pioli is going to go on and say, you guys cannot throw away from first place to second place to out of the Champions League. You cannot do it. And I think Milan are going, are going to go on there, do or die. I think Juve have just become too complacent. They forgot what, they forgot how to win, how you know the importance of it, sure. because it's just become normal for them. Yeah, you know. But Milan, Milan, I think is going to have just more hunger, and I think the balance is going to go in, into Milan. Uh, is Milan's favor? All right. Well, that sums up match day thirty-five. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the week. Because it's been a whirlwind of one. Inter fans enjoy <laughs> the next month. Embrace that Scudetto. It was beautiful 11 years in the making. For every Inter fan, y'all deserved it for waiting and and uh, being with this team for the last few years. So congrats sure. to all Inter fans. Sure, sure. Congrats to all the Inter fans. Enjoy it. Play out the rest of the season, rotate the squad a little bit, just enjoy it, relax, the pressure's off now. And start building towards next year. We're almost at, we're almost at the end of the season. That's crazy. Yep. A lot world, to play for still. A lot to play for still. And Euro is just around the corner. So we will be back next week after the games. Stay tuned. And until next time, ciao ragazzi. Ciao, forza inter. Per me, sono 